Welcome to the Cyber Nation Uncensored Podcast. We welcome all Chumbas, Edge Runners, Vault Dwellers, Wastelanders, Spice Traders, and Space Folders. Thanks for joining us. Please give us a great review and also be sure to join us on both YouTube and Twitch. We'd love to see you on a live stream. Thanks again. See you soon. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, we're officially live. Everyone can see us and hear us now. Let's check the mics. Everyone say hi. Hi. Hello. Hey, hey, chat, let us know if anyone's muted or frozen. We'll get that fixed right away. Uh, cool. It looks like we got a handful of people here nice and early. Hey, Stiletto Assassin. Shout out to April of Modifius Entertainment and Initiative Order. And uh, everyone else that made it in here nice and early. Alex, part of our uh, promotion manager, uh, part of our promotion team there is promotion manager. And uh, yeah, this is our Fallout gameplay. We were doing weekly every Friday on the Mad Queen's YouTube channel. Um, it evolved after, I think, 16-plus uh, sessions over there uh, to our channel. Uh, she had to take care of some life stuff, and uh, we were lucky enough to get a new player and keep the team going and keep the story growing, and that's where we're at. We kind of had a, another session zero when we moved over to the Cybernation Uncensored channel and continued from there. That's why uh, you'll see uh, today, I think we're on session nine, I believe, but uh, ultimately, I think it's it's part of like a 20-something uh, session campaign if you take it back to the Mad Queen channel. Um, and I recommend doing that, checking out all the previous VODs and really check out all the NPCs and plot twists and just fun that the team has been through. They've met a lot of factions and there's a lot going on in Florida. I'll give a little recap before we dive into today's session. But before I do that, let's do like we always do. Let's go around the table. Everyone introduce yourself. Let people know where they can find you online and what you got going on and then introduce your character as well. Jay, you want to start it off? Oh, hey, uh, what can I say? It's Jay, casual. You can find me on all social media at just too casual doing casual things. Um, I also am on so many different channels doing all kinds of campaigns. I'm doing another Fallout series over on the Initiative Order with um, Stiletto Assassin, as well as doing a fantasy experience on the Red Hair Inn uh, through D&D. I'm working on an expansion, a exploration of Ravenloft, specifically Lamordia, the domain of Snow and Stitch Flesh, with She's the Ancient's author, Beth the Bard. Um, you can check out that information at Lamordia.com. And I'm also creating an anime TTRPG experience, uh, 5e compatible, but also um, some other systems are involved in that. So all that information on DeepBreathRPG.com for anime TTRPG experience. And I am the super mutant, Yasuke Kenpachi. I am the samurai of the wasteland, though I have given up my code to save those that are less fortunate. I am now the Ronin of Florida. 
Nice, well put. Darth. Hi, I'm Darth Zion. I do a lot of Fallout stuff, usually over on YouTube, but I'm on most of the socials as well. It's all down there if you want to check it out. I do loads of camp building, loads of gameplay, that sort of thing. And uh, new stuff as well, cover other Bethesda games too, and a few other games on the site as well. So do check it out if you're interested. And I'm playing Sprocket today, Mr. Handy, who has... Uh, recently ventured out into the wasteland for the first time after very very loyally following the instruction to remain in a garage where he was assisting his former owner who was a mechanic and has now found himself swept up into the troubles and tribulations that florida is going through oh yeah very well put brandon I am Brandon Birkins, also known as DM underscore brando and uh, i do lots of different things streaming tabletop rpgs around the internet and also uh, voice acting and writing. Uh, I'm currently working on a novel called Sola Harvest of Souls. That's spelled S-O-L-A, Sola. And it's on royalroad.com for free. It's a cyberpunk novel full of twists and turns. It's got some gore, got some profanity, all the good stuff. Uh, so feel free to check it out. Once again, absolutely free on Royal Road, Sola Harvest of Souls. Uh, and very soon we'll be doing a, a live reading of that right here. Uh, and sometime in the near future is probably in a couple of weeks because uh, life is super busy, but figuring it out. Uh, and today I'm playing Jerry the Ghoul, the ghouliest ghoul you've ever met. Uh, I'm a merc and I want to go see Nuka World someday, someday before I finally leave this motor coil. Of course, it's been about 200 years. So, you know, who knows when that's going to happen. Very true. Yeah, and well put. Um, yeah, and I'm looking forward to the, uh, the live reading of your book, too. I can't wait to schedule that out and get that going. It'll be fun. Uh, yep, and I'm the overseer here. I'm GM Rob Mulligan. I'm also the founder of Cyber Nation Uncensored, uh, where we have tons of live streams, gameplay, tutorials, series, lots of new shows coming. Starting in October, we have like three or four new uh, game masters joining the brand, running streams, aside from the multiple teams I run. Um, and then some other uh, fun new series, interview shows and showcase shows, review shows. I think some live gameplay coming up uh, maybe after October. Um, but just lots of expansions for CyberNation Uncensored. Uh, we recently uh, took on a community manager, a brand manager, a promotion manager, which I see Alex here in chat. What's up? Shout out to Alex. Um, and yeah, just been expanding left and right nonstop, hitting the ground running. I mean, we've been going now for a couple of years with the brand and it's always expanding and growing. But uh, in recent times, we've really, uh, you know, hit the ground running, like I said, and just been expanding all kinds of gameplay and streams. So I would appreciate the follow and the subscribe here on Twitch uh, for all the live stuff. Uh, subscribe over on YouTube for all the VODs. And then if you're checking us out uh, in podcast form, please consider uh, leaving us a five-star rating. That would be super helpful. Also, sh also, shout out to Purple Fire Drake, already rewarding the team with a negative two. Uh, she must know that uh, the team is in the thick of it right now. Uh, and yeah, we'll see how that turns out. Uh, but yeah, before we uh, get on into the game plan, I do a little recap. I do want to give a shout out to my supporters on Patreon. All of you are the fuel on my fire. You know, I, I put out all this content and I push uh, streams and all this stuff almost daily because I have a passion for it, obviously. I love this stuff, you know. Um, but 
it's absolutely validated by your support and love. It means so much to me to have you as part of my Patreon and just throwing them bucks at me, making it rain, keeping me dancing. I love that shit, so let's keep it going. Um, I plan on creating so much more content. Um, so with you as the fuel on my fire, it's just, it's it's not stopping. And I, like I said, I, I can't thank you enough. It means so much. Um, so shout out to Kevin Moreno, Joseph Holder, Naomi Madlass, William Huddleston, Jamie Minch, uh, just scroll down. John Erfurt, Leaded Coffee, Chris Anderson, Matt James, a.k.a. GM Reservoir Panda, Rothen, a.k.a. Renegade 420, Revolver Gray, Samurai Max, Steve Barr of Sirenscape. Sirenscape's an official sponsor here at Cybernation Uncensored. Zeno, Zach Capricious Nature, Cyber Smiley Raven, Andy Stretton, Copious Salt, Derek Lawrence, Daniel Terry, Alex Maxwell, Nicholas King, Tracy Goodwin, a.k.a. Stink Palm, Igor, Chris Callies, and Night City Nasty. Thank you all so much for being part of my Patreon. Um... Yeah, so like I said, um, this team has been through a lot. Check out all the VODs. You can check them out on the CyberNation Uncensored YouTube as well as the Mad Queen YouTube. I'll give a little recap right now. A um, lot to unpack here. Uh, like Sprocket said, it all started with him being in his mechanic shop, working with his owner, but ventured out into the wasteland after the owner never came back from a trip, uh, kind of when the bombs dropped, right? When shit hit the fan. And he was just posted up in the shop waiting when uh, Jerry the Ghoul, and at the time, Mad Queen playing a Raiders, stumbled across Sprocket. Sprocket took him to the shop, tried to find the owner who was dead, ghouled out on the ground, had to fight some ghouls, met some other uh, wastelanders, agreed to get paid to escort them back to their encampment up north. Uh, they did that, uh, came across some uh, all kinds of encounters, radiated creatures, some cannibals, ended up at, the, at Disney World, where... Uh, these travelers took off their leathers and put on robes to join the rest of their community where the team saw they had some Mickey Mouse ear scarration on their backs. They're basically a Mickey Mouse cult, House of Mouse over there in Disney World. They had a, a missile silo access to this big missile. Uh, the team kind of took the circuit board out of it, telling them they would head out into the world to get a circuit board to fix it for them, but wasn't sure if they wanted to leave that missile, you know, functional in the control of this cult. They weren't sure you know, which faction they wanted to side with or what was going on in Florida just yet. So they ventured out, took the circuit board, and then ran into all kinds of other stuff, like a super mutant uh, mind-controlling ghouls with this device that they ended up liberating all the ghouls and took some of them back to the vault where um, they posted them up, where the, I guess the super mutant was having the ghouls take people from and turning them into ghouls from this vault. Um, then they ended up finding uh, the Underground Railroad, uh, now being... Uh, was used uh, for transporting synths and stuff like that, but now kind of uh, in the underground for radiated creatures and, and beings and stuff down here that are maybe not so keen to hang out in Miami or in the area because Northside Kings, these raiders, uh, Richter, the king of the Northside Raiders, was kind of controlling the north side of Miami, the south side being controlled by the Brotherhood of Steel um, with Paladin Horatio. Um, aside from that, up at the USSA launch pad, you've got the Enclave with some chemical called Clean Wave that's uh, supposed to take out all radiated creatures and things, but it's destroying everything. It's scorched all of Central Florida with this black ick sort of stuff. Um, and yeah, that's that's the gist of it. <laughs> There's a lot more to that. Trust me, check out the VODs to get all the juicy details. But ultimately, the team, uh, they agreed with the Brotherhood of Steel and Paladin Horatio to get back to the north side of Miami, the north side kings, kind of deal with Richter, who thought that the team was on his side to kind of fuck with the Brotherhood of Steel, possibly send them off on a goose chase up north to take out the Enclave so the Raiders could attack South Miami was Richter's kind of thought and process. But the team came back agreeing with Brotherhood of Steel to take out 
the Northside Kings. So they assassinated uh, Richter. Uh, most of the raiders just started in a panic, scrambling. Uh, I think the, the warehouse even caught on fire, the huge catapult and all their supplies. So that's just a raging fire now is uh, the north side of Miami is in a bit of a panic. Some of the people are scattering and screaming and, and running, uh, but a lot of the raiders are just kind of disbanding now that they don't have their leader. You know, Some are fighting uh, as the team had to take out a couple. Um, but for the most part, they disbanded those raiders as the Brotherhood of Steel opened up the border to allow them back into south Miami. That's kind of right where we left off. But the idea there was to then now partner with the Brotherhood of Steel, take them up to the Enclave or send them up to, to battle the Enclave. And the team kind of has some decisions to make. Like now, yeah, we've we've taken care of the Northside Kings, assassinated Richter. Uh, they're kind of disbanding now. So Miami's a little bit free on the north side or should be soon, hopefully. But now you got the Brotherhood of Steel heading up to deal with Enclave. The team's like, well, maybe while they're there, we can d- get the cult to bomb them. Maybe we can... Uh, take out what's left here, or maybe maybe the, what's left of Brotherhood of Steel will just end up taking over Miami. Maybe it's just something that Florida's going to have to deal with. Um, maybe we'll we'll go up and help Brotherhood of Steel deal with the Enclave. Maybe uh, uh, I, I don't know. You know, there's just a lot of options here. It just seems uh, that we're kind of at that point. We're kind of at that pivotal point. Um, so let's get back into the game. Let me get some Sirenscape sounds going. Shout out to Sirenscape. Like I said, an official. Sponsor of Cybernation Uncensored. Let's see here. We'll get some interior sounds going. And uh, shout out to Brandon, part of our team, also part of Cybernation Uncensored. Been a, a buddy and a friend here. We stream a lot of games. Uh, he's He's been overseer in some Fallout. He's a player in my Sirenscape weekly stream for Cyberpunk Red. And obviously he's here with Team Wasteland. But not just a voiceover actor, but he made the overlay, which is very cool looking for the ghoul thing. Plus he made the sound sets that we're using, uh, custom sound sets for sirenscape so shout out to brandon thanks so much dude thank you <laughs> all right cool we got the uh, sounds going and it's like i said you know shit just kind of hit the proverbial fan as uh the the big warehouse of supplies the catapult everything is just on fire you hear explosion noises coming from the warehouse every every few seconds from artillery or fuel uh the flames are now coming out of that warehouse that you've exited as as smoke is just billowing out people are running in a panic screaming and running around um and uh yeah the border is has opened you, you notice that the border opened uh and a bunch of the brotherhood of steel you see the um oops, I think I accidentally switched it over to combat uh you see them actually kind of uh you know step in past the border to allow it to open um, it, it was a bit intimidating as you see a bunch of those sort of soldiers uh, coming in with their power armor. Uh, you see some of the bots behind them, but you also see some of the generals back there that were kind of talking with Horatio. You can see Horatio standing back there as they all kind of gesture towards your group uh, to make your way back into south. They kind of have opened the border and made this path in the middle of all this chaos for you to travel uh, back south. But, but you're standing in the middle of the street. Uh, you're kind of on the north side, right at the border, as people are running around crazy, and fire is billowing, and explosion, and people are running, and I'll let you three take it from here. Well, then, that was uh, suddenly dramatic. Yeah. Guess we're done here, you know? Just <laughs> Should we just walk out? We have accomplished our task. I think this would be a good time to beat a hasty retreat before uh, anybody figures out what's going on. 
These raiders seem pretty disorganized right now, but uh, probably good to get out of here before they've kind of figure out what we our involvement was. Hey, uh, good idea. Let's go. Yeah, and you do that. You you make your way. They've kind of opened that that border. Um, for you to go and shout out to Rob and chat saying brotherhood is still very dangerous. You go first. And yeah, one thing to explain is, uh, you know, in the previous session, you'll, you'll see on the VOD that the team has met Paladin Horatio Reyes, who's a little more flexible uh, with his community than his uncle, the elder, um, who came in kind of killing everyone and taking over South Miami and fucking shit up as brotherhood is still do, just kind of dominating the scene. Right. Um, but he's he's a little more flexible. He's trying to make a kind of a new world for Brotherhood of Steel, at least down here. Um, and he's got a, a bit of a segregated thing going on in South Miami, where the South South Miami um, it has its own like little town with uh, some super mutant schools, uh, some bots that haven't been uh, reprogrammed or sanctioned into the Brotherhood. And, and yeah, they're kind of letting this sort of segregated thing going on. So that's kind of why the Brotherhood of Steel was willing to talk to this team. I mean, they did kind of send uh, a, a human messenger to bring the clean wave sample into them to kind of grease the wheels and let them know, hey, we want to talk to you about this, but yeah, we're not your typical team that Brotherhood would talk to, and they kind of had to work their way in, which they did, and uh, you know that's how we kind of got into this situation, but um, but so far the team has done everything that they've said, and their Brotherhood, it seems happy, Horatio Paladin, uh, Horatio Reyes seems happy with it, but yeah, he gestures you over as you come back, as he's kind of putting on the rest of his power armor, the rest of the soldiers are kind of gathering, you see them kind of going in formation uh, to different sections of this part of town as you see, you know, bots lined up. You can see different vehicles and tank-esque style vehicles lined up, vertebrates all kind of taking flight. You can see down beachside some of the ships kind of pulling out from port. Um, but Horatio walks up, hey, uh, great job. It looks like you were successful. I can, I can see that you've uh, removed the head of the snake and uh, things are falling apart up there. Quite literally, remove the head of the snake. Oh, oh I see that. And then he kind of takes a notice to Yasuke, who's still... I, I believe, didn't Yasuke still have the head as a trophy? Yeah, yeah Yasuke has the head as a validation of proof. Yeah, Horatio takes notice. Okay, I see that. Uh, very nice. Uh, feel free to dis discard that at any, any moment here. <laughs> That's a little offsetting. Um, but well done. Well done. Uh if, if you would, uh, come with me. Let's uh, discuss plans as we're departing. I just want to get you into the fold. Um, he starts walking back into uh, the big uh, uh, military reserve base that's down there in South Miami. Yeah, let's get balls. Yeah. Yeah, thanks. So. Nice. Yeah, you all follow him uh, into the his base, basically the old Homestead Air Reserve base. Uh, just off South Miami that they've taken over. Uh, you've been here a few times before as you go in, but this time uh, going down a couple different hallways into what seems like a big sort of um, conference combat room, a planning room. Uh, when you enter, there's about 20 or 30 people running around in here. You see maps. Um, you, you just hear the, the instant overwhelming chatter of uh, numerous people talking at the same time. 
Um, but you enter in, and again, you see some of those maps that you saw on Horatio's desk where you can see the USSA launch pad and some planning. You see the map of Florida. And you see, I think it was Sprocket or someone that noticed on the map earlier of Central Florida, they even have like the USSA base circled, some planning. And then over here, you see a little circle around Disney World, like they might have taken notice to that or something. Um, I can't remember who had the perception check last that noticed that, but you, you see that again. They're, you know, it's part of their plans or something, obviously, is going on, but uh, Horatio takes you in as people are planning, and he says, uh, so we have a, a slight thing we need to discuss right now, and that is, you know, you, you've accomplished what we've, what we've discussed and planned, and, and like I told you is when, when this is done, obviously, uh, we're departing immediately. We need to uh, move before Enclave gets any word of what has happened here in Miami. We don't need any preparations on their part, but uh, once we get there and we take care of this and we get back, um, you know, we're, we're at the point now where you need to make a decision. Uh, do you want to stay in our community, uh, work for me? And I assure you, you'll be safe, uh, good jobs, good pay. I'll put you up in your own spot in our, our part of town. Uh, or uh, you're free to, to part ways. You can move on freely. Uh, like I said, you'll, you'll have a safe departure from our community for what you've done. You have my word. Um, and... Uh, you can have your choice. Each one of you can have your choice of one of three things. Uh, you know, some weapons and armor. Uh, or some armor, uh, some weapons, or uh, some supplies in the form of, like, fuel or uh, uh, any other supplies you might need. But each each of you three can make that decision when we get back. I, I, I know that this travel is going to take us, uh, you know, at least, uh, almost a half a day to get up there. Um, uh, just judging by what reconnaissance has brought back, uh, we're probably going to be engaged in this battle for uh, two to three days, uh, three to four days tops, uh, depending on exactly how prepared you, the Enclave is for uh, an assault like this. Um, but I would like you to travel with us. I'd like you to travel with me personally. Uh, you don't have to engage in the battle, uh, but I'd like you nearby just in case there's any other information or help that we might need from, well team such as yourself. Hmm. Well, it sounds like he's setting up for a siege up there. We were expecting one. Oh, yeah. Hmm. Our plan is to go in, uh, you know, take out as many as we can on our way in to get control of this clean wave. Uh, if we have to destroy everything in the process, so be it. But, uh, the ultimate goal is to take control of this tech, bring it back to us down here in Miami, and then send word to the rest of the Brotherhood. I need to let my uncle aware of this at that point, but um, but yeah, uh, we can't let them have control over this. Wow. Perhaps we should take a moment to uh, discuss our options. Uh, feel free to do that. Um, just please... Uh, uh, be quick. Uh, feel free to step into uh, the break room if you want to have some time. I'm going to go over plans with the team, but uh, we're looking to depart in the next 10 minutes, uh, so please. So let's make our mind up quite quickly, then. Um, he turns back with the rest of the uh, soldiers with him, guards. You see some scribes kind of follow behind him, taking notes as he's going over some of the maps and just delegating orders as you're able to kind of walk into this sort of side room that looks like it might have been a, a break room. You can even, you know, see some remnants of drinks and snacks and things like maybe that's kind of where they they take their little personal time you know but no one's in here you kind of have the room to yourselves 
I know we were planning on traveling with them part of the way, but not uh, all the way, like he suggested. Uh, how, how do you... We should go with them to ensure that no one claims Clean Wave. I totally agree. Yes. I don't think it would be any better in the Brotherhood's hands than uh, in the Enclaves. And what we've seen, though this uh, Horatio might not be perhaps as quick to use it as some, he's not in charge of the entire Brotherhood, clearly. That's right. And when his uncle gets a hold of something like Clean Wave, I mean, people like us ain't going to be safe. Definitely not. We were thinking of uh, visiting our friends over at Disney World whilst uh, this was all going on. Do we think we're going to be able to get over there? Do you think the, the, pa the paladin doesn't seem too keen on uh, letting us out of his sight? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, maybe we'll be able to give him the slip at some point, or maybe we'll be able to just tell him, hey, look, we'll just follow you part of the way. Then we got to make our own detour. Maybe we'll meet up with you again at the destination. I, I don't know. Maybe they'd go for it. Well, I think we, we need to go that way anyway. I suspect he's going to insist, and it's what we want to do, so we set off with them, it's probably a good plan. We can sort of judge whether or not to uh, ask to leave, or if it looks like he's not going to uh, agree to that, we might have to slip off on our own. Okay. Uh, we'll try talking to him first. Yeah, okay. I think we should... Uh... Get ourselves really set off then. I don't imagine they'll all appreciate any tardiness. Then let it be. Okay then. Okay, so I guess we'll come out of the break room then at this point. Yeah. Sure, yeah, after a few moments you come out. Uh, still, they're all frantically planning, gathering up things. But you notice they're starting to pack up some of the maps, rolling them up, and there's sort of travel tubes and some crates being closed with other sort of devices and things that you don't recognize, but it looks like they are packing up and gathering their things. Okay. Hey, uh, so we was talking, and uh, we, we'd like to travel with you part of the way, um, but uh, we were hoping to make a little detour. Is it possible for us to make our own little detour and then meet you back at the destination after the fact. So we could still be there for the fight. It won't take long. I mean, it might be an afternoon. You know what I mean? Uh, look, I, I don't know exactly what you have planned, but the severity of this mission uh, would require you to... I'd, I'd prefer you to at least be at the the base at the point of attack. Uh, we're, we're setting up a base outside of the USSA base, and... Um, Look, I, I, I need you to travel with our, our troops. Uh, you can stay at the base. I know you may not want to engage, but uh, just for safety reasons, uh, I, I, I need to account for where you're at at all times. Once this finishes, like I said, you have my word. We'll take you back to Miami, gear you up, fuel whatever you need, or you can stay with us. You need to branch off, do a, a side travel, then come back. That's fine, but if you can deal with that at that time, um, it's just... Uh, 
I, I'd, I'd feel much better. Uh, and Jerry, why don't you give me... Uh, let's do... Uh, I guess uh, Charisma... Yeah, I guess a speech survive. Uh, yeah, just do speech. Yeah, let's just do ge uh, general speech charisma. This is going to be a difficulty of three. Uh, keep in mind, uh, you do have some negative twos in chat here. It looks like you got three rewarded. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if you want or four all together. Yeah. So keep that in mind. This is a difficulty of three. Uh, he seems very set on you just traveling, being at their base while they attack. It sounds like. You know, you guys are right. Like, he does kind of want to keep you guys under his thumb or at least know where you are at all times until all this is settled. And then he, he'll feel much better than at that point giving you all your freedom and stuff. It, it feels a little like that. But you do have a chance. A little gift of gab. Jerry's good at that. Difficulty of three. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I'm going to use my luck instead of my charisma stat. So I'm going to spend a luck point to do that. Okay. And I'm going to use... Should I use one action point, or should I use three in order to get the two uh, extra die rolls? What do you think? Might as well go for it. All right. So that means uh, we're down to three action points. Uh, not popping up. Oh, there it is. Went behind the window. luck speech four dice and it's not a tag skill all right cross your fingers drum roll we got <laughs> two successes okay um, Right, and I forgot to, to mention any plus or minus twos, um, but that's that's okay. Um, um, you can use minus twos at double the cost after. If you have four of them, you would potentially use all four to get two minus twos. Would that be enough to put one of those as a success to bring you to three? At two that point, minus twos. You know, two, that, yeah, two, two yeah. minus twos would do it. That would put us at three. Okay, then you could use all four. Like I said, after the roll, you you can always use them at double the cost as my little homebrew when it comes to luck or, um, or well, in Fallout's case, these negative twos. And look, there's there's some more. Uh, Raven just rewarded uh, the King Square. Look, everyone heard this situation you're in, and they're they're making it rain negative twos for the team. So okay, I think you're good. So I just need at half the cost. I just need two negative twos to be able to bring that twelve down okay. to a ten, and that's a success. Nice. Awesome. Then, yeah, you do that. Um, and you see uh, Horatio just kind of thinking to himself. And it, you know what? Okay. Uh, I, I can see this is important to you. Uh, Jerry, right? Yeah, Jerry the Ghoul. <laughs> okay. Uh, look, you, you've come through. Uh, this clean wave garbage is exactly how you, how you said. Uh, we did our reconnaissance. Uh, more importantly, you came through with this whole... Richter situation, and it's it's been a thorn in my side for the longest. So I'm gonna give you tr I'm gonna give you more trust. I, I I don't normally do this, but uh, 
I'm, I'm going to give you the trust. Absolutely. We'll take you uh, as far as you want to go north. We're going to finish a meeting with our camp, set up with the rest of our troops, and make our move. Uh, like I said, this this whole situation will probably take us two to three days, uh, three to four at most. I imagine two to three uh, if we're getting the uh, the jump on these guys. And, um, and yeah, if you could uh, meet us back in Miami... Uh, you know, in, in three days uh, at, at most. That way, uh, even if it takes us three to four, you're here when we get back. Uh, we can settle up. Uh, let me know your decision at that point, uh, what you want. If I'll hook you up with the, the supplies you need or a place to stay and work uh, ongoing. Um, but everything you said, you've come through with. So, again, you have my word. We'll travel until the point you want to part, uh, and then you can take care of what you need to take care of. I trust you. Absolutely. Thank you so much. You won't regret it. Okay. Well, if it's okay with you, uh, I think we're about ready to head out. So I'm going to gather your things and uh, let's get to it. And yeah, all of you are able to, uh, you all pretty much already have have all your things. You got your weapons from the gate to be able to take care of Richter. Um, Was there anything else? Uh, Just reminding me just uh, out of game, just as GM, I don't remember. Did the team leave anything in like the hotel rooms that they were staying at in Northside or in the one South? I think you have everything, right? Okay, cool. Then yeah, you're ready to ride out. Uh, So yeah, you follow Horatio out with the rest of his troops. Scribes is kind of like little personal entourage as you go out. You can see that uh, whereas all kind of the land vehicles have already headed out, you see like a a just cloud of earth from the badlands in the distances. This is just trekking north. Um, You can see that he's kind of heading beachside uh, to where you saw all the vertebrates and uh, other sort of carry-all looking um, uh, vehicles of flight lined up, along with some ships and, and some bots loading onto that as you see them kind of riding out. But um, he gets into some of them. Uh, well, some of the troops get in, uh, start loading into some of these vertebrates and, and you know, uh, vehicles of flight, and that's what he directs you to do. Uh, you're pretty much riding right with Horatio and his immediate entourage. Um, but he takes you into one of them and um, flies up. I don't know if this might be the first time any of you have been in a vertebrate or been able to take flight but uh it, it's it's a little bit nerve-wracking uh i i think in the existence you might have heard maybe some of you uh, obviously uh, yasuke uh, jerry may be old enough to know about previous planes um i don't know if in your past life you've ever been able to fly on one have you you know that i do have a blank part of my history so who knows <laughs> nice i think uh what about jerry uh probably i mean he he led a pretty average life uh, before this all happened so so he might have traveled at some point nice well yeah then uh, you get on there and uh yeah it's been a while these are a little bit different than what you remember it's a, a different time um, but it flies up sprocket completely new to you uh yasuke that's yasuke's decision if a memory comes back that maybe he's been in flight before um but you're traveling you're traveling up north and uh the fleet of vertebrates are loud there's a, a rumbling sort of humming in the air surrounding you um, as you can barely hear your words over the rumble and, and buzz of the engine. Uh, Horatio just seems wrapped up with the scribes going over plans as you three sit there traveling north. I'll let you d- discuss things amongst yourself if you want for a moment before you get there. Fascination, fascinating piece of engineering, this particular machinery. I've heard about these things, but uh, never had you seen one up close before. Been quite the thing to work on. Yeah, I've been watching you with your thruster just to see when this thing takes off, if you stay where you are, 
off the ground as far as you are, or if you shift or something, you know. <laughs> anyway, a little bit. <laughs> like I could get that claw and just grab onto one of the handrails with it, <laughs> just to stay a bit steady. Stop what about Yasuke? I saw there was a sort uh, of survival check there. Yeah, so Yasuke actually does have like a momentary flashback as the sounds of the engines and everything moving and the elevation has like a flash moment of recalling being in a military plane going on a mission, remembering sitting around fellow soldiers and remembering not wanting to be there and that sickening feeling before his commanding officer reminds him of the mission and then gives him an injection that calms his nerves but then fills him with rage for a moment before he's launched out of the plane with a parachute then he kind of snaps back and you can see like the heavy breathing and even a bit of like cold sweat from the amount of nerves that built in from the memory like almost a shaken feeling for Yasuke in that moment are you okay there, big guy? Yeah. I... It like you left us for a minute, then. I'm... Rem... Remembering... My... Past. I once... Served... Not as a samurai. But as a soldier. <sighs> I am fine. Uh, are, you, are you sure you, you need a minute? Can I get you something? Do you want something to drink? No, I... <clears throat> we have a mission to... A task to complete... The sooner it is over, the sooner I can rest. Finally. Thank you. All right. All right. All right. Uh... And you, uh, Jerry Sprocket, each give me a perception survival. The difficulty of two. Yeah, you're not not really picking up details, but uh, Jerry, you, you, over the rumbling and talking, like while kind of dealing with Yasuke's situation, um, you notice a couple of the uh, soldier uh, brotherhood um, kind of noticing Yasuke, and they're like uh, lean over and they're like talking to Horatio and some of the scribes. Like they seem a little bit concerned, um, but you're not picking up on the details of what's up. But you can tell that they're kind of noticing what you're noticing about Yasuke. I've got uh, an integral boiler mod in, built into Sprocket's body, so we can offer a, a bit of boiled water there. If uh, Yasuke would care for. Um, and Yasuke will accept, uh, despite him not wanting it. When he said it, he's like, yeah. Well, 
and starts mumbling softly just under his breath. I must remember the code. Remember the promise. One of the soldiers leans into your group. Is he going to be all right? Oh, yeah, he's perfectly fine. Okay, okay. He seems nervous and then kind of sits back, and now you see he's just eyes on Yasuke the whole time. First time flying, I think. Okay. And they definitely seem concerned. But, um, but yeah, you know, little little tense moment there, but nothing uh, nothing out of the ordinary. Uh, Horatia doesn't even seem to get involved, just one of the soldiers, a bit nervous about Yasuke, and now just staring at him for the rest of the trip. You're not really able to chat about too many other things at this point. Um, but uh, you are getting up to uh, the base. As you kind of uh, travel for a couple hours, uh, you notice outside of... Uh, the window, you can see that you're approaching what looks like um, some type of makeshift base. You can see some tents, some pop-ups, and um, some containers and such. Um, looks like maybe they've already gotten started on building up some type of base outside the USSA. Um, it's far enough out that like you can't see the launch pad from here. Um, it looks like this is obviously some type of like... Uh, you know, regrouping reconnaissance base that maybe they used when they first came up, and this is kind of their gathering point to make their attack from. Um, but you see they're approaching that as, uh, now you can kind of hear them talking to each other about descending and, and landing, and the rest of the troops should be arriving within the next couple hours, um, you know, the ones that uh, weren't flying, obviously. Um, but you're approaching, you hear all that. All right. Do we uh, have a vague idea where we might be in relation to uh, at Disney World or anywhere else we've been? Um, yeah, give me. Yeah, let's do uh, some type of intelligence uh, check here. Give me an intelligence. Uh, well, intelligence survival works. Um, I would also. The best option. Yeah, it's probably probably the best. Part of me wants to use a little bit of intelligence science. Uh, just you know, I, I know it kind of leans into Sprocket's specialty, but it kind of makes sense since he was the one that got to see those maps and saw that they circled Disney World and stuff. Yeah. You know, um, so if everyone everyone wants to give an intelligence survival, but Sprocket, you can do intelligence uh, science because you're kind of calculating based on things that you perceived earlier. Yeah. Rest are kind of going on instinct and feel, you know, whereas Sprocket's kind of relying on what he saw. Which apparently has not been real. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Tag skill or no. Yeah. <laughs> apparently, uh, geography is not his strong suit. Yeah. It's mm. unfortunate. Did uh uh did we get one from Yasuke? Did it not roll? Um, oh no. Yeah. Got one more time. Come on. Tony's not being next to me. There it goes. Nice. Oh, there you go. Wow. <laughs> nice. Um, yeah, right. and you generate an action point from that. Um, and yeah, you notice uh, as you're going, Sprocket is not, not really clicking. It's hard to tell where you are. Um, Jerry's not really picking up on it. But Yasuke, you're just getting a, a natural feel for this, um, you know, maybe from your traveling 
uh, you're just lucky enough to kind of pick up on it. But it seems like you're literally in between where Disney World would be, like Central Florida, and over by the coast side where this USSA base is for Enclave. So um, you can kind of assume based on the travel and, and things like that that you're you're all of like, a, you know, well, walking probably more of a half a day travel to uh, Disney World from this base and maybe another half a day travel walking in the opposite direction uh, to get to the USSA base. So then it would take half a full day to go to and back. Exactly, yeah. And they're expected to launch the battle in... Um, you're three... expected... Yeah, you're not sure okay. when uh, they're they're uh, you know traveling up here to gather. Uh, whenever they make their point of attack, he said it should take anywhere from two to three days, four days at most. But they're they're estimating two to three days of battle. So presumably, we could make it back within two days, assuming that they aren't ahead of schedule. Hmm. Yeah, uh, but uh, I think they're not expecting to see us again until they return home, right? Yeah, so until we get we, back to Miami. So. We have like we a private could moment. just give it right. like... Oh, sorry. Oh, no. I want to make sure that we are like separate from everyone so that we're not being overheard, right? Right. Um, yeah, we can say that you land down at the base and um, while Horatio and the team are kind of, you know, organizing unload and... and process of organizing um you have a moment to kind of chat off to the side yeah get out from underfoot a little bit yeah it, we could give it like two days and then they'll be in the heat of battle then and uh we should be able to take care of uh, the situation pretty well right then and there just stay with the house of mouse a little bit what do you say my only concern is the more time we give the brotherhood the more they can resettle after battle. If we're late, sure. But uh, if we're too early, then we might not um, succeed at all. Yeah, we oh. want to make sure we catch them right in the heat of battle. And everybody's nice and close. That is of your choice. I am built for battle. The ability to recruit and then reassault. That is of your decision and design. Okay. My only concern here is what's going to happen when we uh, catch up with our old friends over at the House of Mouse. Well, I, uh... we got the circuit board. They'll be happy to see us. This is true. However, uh, are we claiming they will attack and try to claim Miami over the Enclave and Brotherhood without malicious intent themselves? I don't think they're very expansionist. There aren't that many of them either. I don't think there's enough of them to seize control of much more territory than they're already holding, to be honest. Yeah, it's barely enough for them to be able to defend themselves as is. Even a handful of ants can devour a buffalo if it has fallen. 
I guess it would take a while, but yeah, I could see that. This could happen. On the other hand, we can't necessarily factor in every possible eventuality. And uh, if we are successful, then even if they do, at least they won't have the resources or the uh, access to this clean wave thing that uh, the Enclave have. And I imagine there will not be a great deal left of the Brotherhood's resources to scavenge over by the time things are done. So, it, there'll be a much smaller threat than uh, current to the the locals than uh, the current situation is. Can we request the mouse to assault? The Brotherhood and Enclave at the same time when they're all together in the same place. That's what I'm thinking. Exactly. My one issue that we may have to be aware of is uh, the House of Mouse may not wish to uh, conform to our timetable. That might take some persuasion. Well, I think if we explain the full situation to them, they'll probably be receptive. Unless I'm being a little foolish here. Well, they did seem very keen to remove the Enclave. Yeah. I don't, I don't recall too well what their feelings towards the Brotherhood were, but uh, I think their independence was more important to them than anything else. Yeah. Destroying Clean Wave, I think, was a pretty big deal for them, too. And yeah. just handing it over to some other baddie isn't going to go over well for them, I'm sure. This is very true. I think you have a good point here. Then let us convince the mouse to fight a battle. With a cat. Two cats. <laughs> Indeed. And then Horatio kind of uh, steps over from his planning and kind of the chaotic moment of you see everyone kind of running around getting things situated. And uh, Okay, uh, we're making our move uh, in the dead of night. Uh, our, our forces are going to be here soon. Uh, like I said, we're looking minimum two to three days. Uh, but I've got to get in full uh, war plan mode. I'm getting into it with my generals. Uh, troops are here soon. Again... Thanks for uh, setting this up, making it possible, and uh, feel free to uh, do any of your side travels like you said you needed to take care of. Uh, just please make sure you're back in Miami uh, it, three days tops, uh, and uh, please account for the travel time. Uh, when this is done, I'd, I'd like to revisit potential plans with you uh, so I can move forward with what we have planned, but um, I'll see you in three days. Yeah, see you then. Well, he turns back, turns. Oh, okay. Uh, turns back uh, to his troops, and you just see them kind of scrambling, getting things organized. Uh, you know, it's a bit chaotic, but as as it would be. But um, but yeah, they seem to be uh, wrapped up in their their planning, uh, organizing of their troops, vehicles, uh, weaponry. Uh, you see maps being pulled out, and as the camp's kind of setting up and getting organized, you three are kind of left with yourselves, able to kind of 
walk off into the wasteland, kind of make your way towards Disney World as you're planning, um, as you see the rest of the troops, everyone just kind of paying you three no mind now. Now they're just absolutely focused on what they're doing. Um, and as the team kind of sets off into the wasteland, let's take our five-minute bio break right here. I know we've got to keep kind of a tight stream today just so chat knows uh, because we do have some things we've got to take care of. Um, so it's going to be tight, but we're going to take a quick five-minute break. We'll be right back. I'm going to leave the mics hot. So chat, please don't go anywhere because when we get back, uh, I'm going to try to streamline some of this, and we're going to hopefully uh, you know, make this campaign come to an end with some cinemat uh, cinematic sort of uh, descriptions and scenes. Uh, where not just myself, but maybe the players can uh, contribute too, and we can kind of uh, see how this story unfolds. So don't anybody go anywhere. We'll be right back. Cool. Yeah. Be, uh, interesting to come full circle and see uh, just how things go, seems we've been spinning a lot of plates for, <laughs> for a while now. A little bit, right? Well, it's, uh, pretty much ever since we got to the Disney World the first time, it was uh, you know, I was just a uh, help about getting this missile silo online. We're like, yeah, we'll totally do that. Part of me wants to see it. Like, is thinking like if Yasuke stayed behind to be with the Brotherhood until you guys get there. Hmm. Well, uh, sounds a bit risky. One of the big problems we had with this initial interaction with the missile silos, we have no idea just how big an area this thing's going to blow up. Yeah, that's that's one of the reasons why we didn't set it off before, just the nuke, the enclave. Uh, we weren't sure how big the explosion would be, but it seems like it's it's a pretty good idea to try and... Kill two birds with one nuke, so to speak. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yasuke will stay to make sure they all stay there. Fair enough. You mean to stay at the the battlefield when they go? Yeah. We'll just stay on the battlefield. Yasuke will keep them there for like three, six, nine days. <laughs> <laughs> I can keep them there for a whole week if you need me to. I have the whole brotherhood. There's nothing more terrifying than a super mean samurai that picks up a minigun off of a vertebrate. <laughs> well, I think it's supposed to be like a strength of eight or something like that, isn't it, to be able to do that? So you should mm -hmm. be able to just rip it right off. Oh, yeah. I'm going to have a minigun in one hand and a missile launcher in the other hand. <laughs> and I'll hold my, my katana in my mouth. Just kind of <laughs> whirling around. <laughs> In case anybody gets too close. Close. If you're in close, medium, long, extreme, if you exist, you are getting hit. <laughs> uh, should be interesting. So you really want to stay behind? And I'm thinking, like, I'm trying to like consider Yasuke's sincere approach. Yeah. And assuming that we had like enough time to talk, it's like the risk is if time takes too long then it could be worse because then they could start leaving the battle if it goes too fast or if you guys take too long to persuade and so Yasuke's half thought is like stay at the battle and keep everyone there as long as possible and if they the battle's over and nothing's happened yet 
then Yasuke tries to go one-man army and take out the whole brotherhood and stall. Yeah, we don't want a new Q, though. No, definitely not. Yeah, but, you know... <clears throat> I know radiation and all, but explosions are still... Oh, yeah. <laughs> I've considered that, and I was, like, sitting in Yasuke's mind, and it's one of those, he's already given up the samurai code, so technically, self-sacrifice is the only way to redeem after you've broken the code. Oh. That's why the whole seppuku approach even happens kind of thing, at least from what he remembers learning. So it's like one of those... He's uh, almost on the verge of considering himself already dead, then. Yeah, it's one of those uh, live as a ronin or die as a samurai. I think we would prefer for you to live as a ronin, because we be like it. <laughs> <laughs> right, that's usually how it works, right? You know, don't, don't die. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we're going to have much luck with trying to clonk him over the head and drag him out of there. <laughs> probably not, probably not. <laughs> you might actually hurt yourself more trying to hit him in the head. We're going to hurt ourselves go. trying to drag you. <laughs> Pull all the muscles. Yeah. Hey, uh, Paladin, can we borrow a Brahmin or two? <laughs> can we just try, one try a hitch on the vertebrate and fly away real quick? <laughs> Would you mind airdropping our super mutant friend into Disney World? <laughs> <laughs> Brotherhood are leaping out of airborne birds, birds in power armor, doing uh, parachuteless dr jumps as they fly over. Meanwhile, Yasuke's like power armor. Yeah, Yasuke's like, just... "What? Power armor? I got this." <laughs> just get a full Deadpool on everybody. Ah. <laughs> uh. Oh yeah, we also don't get any items till afterwards because there's one item I do want from the Brotherhood, just one. Yeah, I just need power armor boots for the suspension support. Can't really wear a power armor, but if I can get like some of those suspension resistors, mm-hmm. Brace up those legs a bit. Yeah, I'm trying I, to think what they might have. Well, I suppose they've probably got plenty of robot upgrade stuff available for Sprocket. He could probably get himself fully kitted out and... Just get implanted into an Assaultron. <laughs> I was thinking about Mr. Gutsy, which is basically the military version. Get his armor upgraded and possibly, if it's an option, upgrade the laser pistol. But I don't think there really is a good option for that. I don't know. Not official content-wise, no. But uh, there's definitely armor options. So. No, we just upgrade your laser cutter to like a, a variation of the gamma gun and call it a day. Just <laughs> <laughs> see if we can uh, rig up some kind of big support structure instead of the arm that the laser's on and just put an entire Gatling laser on yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking of trying to find a way to put a Gauss rifle on you. Uh... Possibly theoretically, well, Gaussroff might be hard. You get um, Gut Mr. Gutsy's in Fallout 3 with plasma on them that functions kind of like a sniper rifle, I think. That's it's true. Quite a long range on it. That's Thanks. true. Yeah, I, I remember those guys trying to pick you off from a distance. Yeah. I think that was in 3. Pretty sure they did in 3. They... 
They try and do it in all of them, but uh, I think they're... I remember them doing it with Plasma in 3, anyway. Mm. Can't really remember any Vegas that clearly on that particular front. Yeah. As long as they don't start trying to imprint Sprocket with uh, the gung-ho Mr. Gutsy personality, anyway. That'd be <laughs> weird. <laughs> oh, I don't know. Kind of crazy-ass bot that just wants to charge forward and uh, stick it to the commies. <laughs> <laughs> Every available opportunity would be uh, an interesting dynamic. Yeah. Although I don't know what the. Hmm, I suppose I'd have to. If you were playing that character, you'd probably want to spec more into combat skills. But I do. I think I did anyway, so. Don't know. Figure he'd be. Especially if his equipment's what he was always built to use, he'd probably be reasonably skilled at using it. Yeah. Well programmed. Hmm. Would be because um, his domestic bot, so maybe his software wouldn't be that great. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Might might be fun to uh, take Liberty Prime's mind and stick it into a uh, Mister Handy and see what happens. <laughs> to make yeah, sure you put the firmware yeah. firmware update. <laughs> yeah. I can imagine that cause all kinds of weird things to go on. Apart from just having the, the personality and the, the uh, tendency to destroy everything <laughs> in a 50 mile radius or whatever. Yeah. But uh, trying to put that amount of uh, potentially information into a much smaller robot might be. Uh, might create some interesting malfunctions and weird quirks. Hmm. Could be fun. Mm hmm. But I'm pretty sure there'll only be one Liberty Prime, though, so a trip to Boston might be a bit... Uh, well, actually, it'll be the Capital Wasteland, I think, won't it? So it might be a bit far to go. Yeah. I guess it depends on which game or where we are in the timeline. Yeah, as to where exactly it'd be. Yeah. I'm not sure what the background of Liberty Prime was prior to Fallout 3, though, so I think it was probably somewhere yeah, buried under the Pentagon. Probably. There for about... 200 years before the Brotherhood picked it up and then eventually shipped it to Boston. <laughs> yes. As one does, yes. Well, they did manage to assemble some, themselves a, a massive, massive blimp to travel there. <laughs> kind of surprised they didn't make any comments about passing uh, New York, really, given that that would be a pretty big milestone on the journey. So, yeah, good point. I think it's, you know, city that size, that significant. They'd have, they'd have had at least some commentary to make on it, but they didn't, I think. I just don't recall any, anyway. In what? What are you yeah, referring to? In Fallout 4, the brother yeah. travel up from the Capital Wasteland and DC up to Boston. They'd have to fly probably fairly close to where New York is. So yeah. You'd think they'd make some comment on that, maybe, on occasion, but I don't recall them doing it. Even if it's only like background flavor dialogue in the background that they have. Occasionally. They took a yeah. weird detour. Well, they did take a big detour around um, the glowing sea as well, didn't they? So maybe they were a bit too far inland. All right. You guys ready to go back? Yeah, yeah. we all agreed uh, Yasuke's going to stay behind and farm for XP while they go do the rest of the main quest. Oh, no. <laughs> and we're back with that being said. Uh, so, hey, chat, thanks for hanging out.
uh, during our little five-minute bio break. We're back at it. I know the mics were hot, so you were able to kind of be part of the planning and, and stuff like that. I always enjoy uh, allowing the mics to be hot for chat's sake. But, um, but, yeah, we're back at it. Let's take it right where we left off. Uh, Horatio is wrapped up with his troops, uh, with planning, as you see them organizing uh, all their efforts uh, to, as he said, make their move in the dead of night tonight. Um, it's about midday. We'll say, like, late afternoon right now, uh, or, or mid-afternoon. Um, and, yeah, I'll let you three take it from there as he gets, you know, Horatio's back working with the troops, and you three are kind of standing there in the middle of the wasteland next to their camp deciding what to do next. Go for it. All right, you guys ready to go? Yeah, I think I've already hit the road. It sounds to me like uh, we'll be arriving at Disney World at about the same time a paladin over there is planning to lodge his attack. About half a day from now. Interesting. And we must be quick. Indeed. Indeed, well, yeah. Yeah, since it doesn't take too long to get things organized, we should be good. Can we uh, set off across the... What I'm guessing is a fairly dusty plane. <laughs> oh yeah, straight wastelands. You've been through the, you know, these parts of the wasteland before. Maybe a little more south of here, but you know, it's all the same. You you come across uh, rundown neighborhoods and uh, towns and things like that, but there's no major cities between uh, the launch pad and, and Disney and Central Florida here. Um, but you do see like you know the city line of what's left of Orlando and then Kissimmee and leading into to central uh, uh, Florida, south of Orlando, going into Disney World, as you can kind of see that on the horizon as you make your travel through the wasteland. And we'll streamline that a bit. Um, where the team spends, you know, half of a day traveling uh, through these wastelands, uh, luckily no major encounters, maybe a couple creatures here and there that you're able to kind of take out along the way, nothing major. But um, as you reach nighttime, uh, you get closer to Disney. And let me fun kind of pull up some of that on the overlay or on the uh, yeah on the overlay I'll pull up the map I'll give you guys access here on the VTT so you can kind of just get a little visual but um, as you approach you see the rundown Disney World entrance that you know was once nice uh, and all of you have been here before with the exception of Yasuke um, but as you kind of travel in you see the the rundown sort of entrance and parkways and pathways, um, and you get deeper into Disney. Uh, you come up to the main guard gate, um, and as you get there, uh, it opens. As you walk up, it's almost like you were being watched. As you know, the guards kind of take notice to everyone traveling into Disney, and you can see there on the VTT uh, the sort of soldiers from this House of Mouse cult um, step out from the gate. Um, I'll let chat see them and. I know some of chat uh, maybe wasn't around for the beginning of this campaign to kind of see the awesome cosplay of these soldiers. I love the look of these these guys with their uh, Disney masks on. Uh, but yeah, the, the the gate opens and you basically are, are greeted with these familiar faces or familiar masks, I should say, um, as the guards kind of step out from, from the gate to see you all. And uh, that main guy, the Goofy, uh, goofy uh, kind of steps up uh, from the things... Oh, you made it back. You made it back. Did, did you did you get the circuit board that we needed? Certainly did. Oh, you you, you have someone new with you. Where where's uh 
Uh, you're you're missing someone. What what happened? Didn't well, didn't Yasuke you have pass by here? Did we say that? On Yasuke has been stuff? here before. Oh, okay. Not this group. Oh, that's right. Um, so notice you don't have Clarice with you. You're you're down. So you have someone new. We we we've met before. Uh, you you've been through here, Yasuke. We we've met. Welcome back. What? How have? How are you all together like this now? What? What has happened? Where's Clarice? Well, Clarice had some uh, family business to take care of, apparently. But uh, as for how we met, that was quite a story. Uh, yes. And he looks towards uh, uh, Yasuke, and uh, so uh, you've. You've met our friends here, uh, uh, Jerry and Sprocket, and uh, so you've all been traveling together. Did you have luck with the with the circuit board? We did indeed. Oh, oh, very well. Okay, then come, come on, C come on in. Let's 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 get you in and situated. And they kind of escort you into the town. Um, and as you get in through the gates, uh, you know it's very familiar uh, to you. You kind of come into the big open courtyard. A lot of people hanging out. You're not catching them during prayer time now, so there's no hologram of Mickey Mouse there with them chanting the sort of catchphrases as you've witnessed before coming uh, across this. This is more uh, nighttime, people kind of lounging around, uh, maybe having a little drink, a little food, and just socializing. But as you enter the courtyard, everyone just kind of goes silent and turns towards you and kind of stands up, putting down their drink, talking to each other. You can hear some whispers and um, amongst the chatter, you can just kind of hear everyone curious, like, "Oh, I, I, it's that team. They're back. They're that's the, that's the task force that went for the circuit board. I, I think we'll have our, our our missile silo back. This this is great news." And you see just an excitement kind of murmuring amongst the crowd there as you enter the courtyard. But uh, but Goofy turns towards you. Uh, uh, so so please, uh, uh, where's the circuit board? Uh, what? How, how did things go? Well, I think we've got. Uh... Quite a long story to tell, and a bit of an update for you. Yeah, and we can we can streamline this. We don't need to role play it out because, like you said, there is a lot that you guys have been through since you left here. So why don't we do this? Uh, what all would you tell them? Like, how would you, uh, you know, what what would you tell? What would you not tell? How how are you guys going to handle this? Uh, he's obviously uh, where's the circuit board, and how how have you been? What have you all been through? And you know, what exactly would you guys uh, talk about or tell them? What what would be the process here? Oh, they're gonna, they're gonna need to know that the Brotherhood is uh, marching on the Enclave at the moment, aren't they? <laughs> yeah. So we can tell them that. We can tell them that the Brotherhood's probably interested in Clean Wave, and if we're lucky, we can take out both the Brotherhood and Enclave with this nuke. Yeah. Nice. Do the House of Mouse guys have a? reasonable level of familiarity with what the Brotherhood has been up to further south? Uh, no. If you remember, they, they, uh, they're they not as familiar. Um, they're aware of the Brotherhood of Steel, kind of. They haven't really had an encounter with them so much. Um, but they know that they're down there in Miami and South Florida up to something. They're not sure what they're doing down there or what's going on. They've been more focused on Enclave because Enclave has been kind of fucking with them nonstop since being in the area. 
Um, yeah. But I think your approach, uh, you know, if that's what you, you were to do, I think absolutely they would be uh, uh, accepting of this information and on your side with all of this. You know, once you explain kind of who the Brotherhood of Steel are, regardless of Horatio, Paladin Horatio being a bit different, right? An exception to the pack. And he's being a little bit nice because he kind of needs something out of you all, right? Um, but even with that, I think the general idea of Brotherhood of Steel would sit with them in the same way the Enclave does. I think they would be like, yeah, no, fuck them too. Uh, you know, uh, you know, the House of Mouse uh, community is, is we're accepting here and we no segregation in any of that. And like, uh, you know, they're, was, uh, they agree. Yeah. All the farmers outside of Miami that we encountered as well, they were basically uh, in a case of uh, work for the Brotherhood or else kind of situation as well. Oh, well, yeah, they, they definitely agree that. Uh, yeah, whatever they need to do, it. you know, they want to take out the Enclave, they want to stop Clean Wave, but if Brotherhood of Steel are involved and they're trying to get control over Clean Wave and they're just kind of like, you know, the same side, you know, different side of the same evil coin, so to speak, you know, uh, they agree. They're, well, whatever we need to do then, uh, do you have a plan for this? I mean, you were bringing back the circuit board to take out Enclave. Uh, how should we handle this? Well, last we heard, last we saw, it looked like the Brotherhood were massing up for something big very, very soon. I would imagine it'll be underway very, very soon if it's not already. So, uh, we might have an opportunity here to um, rid ourselves of both problems in one go. Okay, I'm I'm all ears. Whatever, uh, I mean, look, we've been here. We have no idea exactly what's going on out there. Obviously, we've been waiting for you to return in hopes that you were going to return. Uh, we're kind of losing a little bit of faith, to be to be honest with you. Over the past couple of days, it's been a while. But, um, but again, you're here. Well, we trust your judgment. Uh, obviously, we want to use our missile on on the enclave at the USSA base, but. If you think the Brotherhood are, are are a bigger threat, we could, I guess, adjust coordinates to Miami. Is that what you're suggesting, or what, what should we do? No, 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 no. Uh, the Brotherhood are on their way marching to fight Enclave right now. We were able to organize that. So the plan is we give them enough time to be able to get to the base, to the USSA launch pad, where the Enclave are, so that they can start fighting, and then we bomb all of them, all in one fell swoop. Okay. Two birds, one very, very big stone. I I love this plan. I, uh, so you were able to kind of organize them all in one place at the same time? Yep. Uh, this is great. Uh, okay, uh, when... When should we do this? Where's the circuit board? How? How? What's? Let's do this. What's the plan? Uh, you see, the rest of the soldiers kind of they all kind of gather around like those main guards and soldiers, and they all kind of like are taking off their character masks and things. You know, they're all leaning in. Like you can tell things that the tone is getting real serious. They're all ears and they're making their plan now. We're waiting for you to set the plan. We're able to get our hands on the circuit board. I have it right here. Should do the job. And uh, when we're ready, we can head down there 
hopefully uh, catch both sides at once and uh, open up a much uh, more free future for Florida. Okay. Well, when, when do you want to do this? Uh, let's <laughs> let's do it. When when are they all together? Well, how long did we think it will take them for to get this attack underway? They plan to attack in the dead of night. Okay. So can't be long now. Yeah, Let them kill each other for a little bit. And then once we are sure that there's enough troops all there, maybe tomorrow noon, I'm guessing, maybe then we launch. Seems like a good time to me. We can make sure we can get down there, get everything working in the meantime. What? Yeah. Uh, I, I, if that's the best plan, I think uh, we trust you. Yeah, if you can set up the silo, get it ready for a launch. I mean, obviously, well, we lost our father, so we'll trust you for all controls. Uh, he kind of digs around and then pulls out uh, one of those launch keys. Um, and then one of the other guys pulls out the secondary launch key, one of the ones that uh, Father Michael had, but um, he hands you both keys. Uh, this is This is what you'll need for launch, so once you can get the circuit in and and schedule it or launch it. Uh, we trust your judgment. Just let us know once this is, has happened and if there's anything we need to do. We should be able to do that. I suppose they left a user manual down there, did they? No, but uh, Sprocket should be able to figure it out fairly simply. Uh, you know, it. it yeah. You know, just a, a very easy science check for him. Be uh, manageable. Although one, I will say you don't want to fail. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> yeah, yeah, make sure we launch before we detonate. That's <laughs> yeah. that's probably a good idea launch too. First, launch yeah. first, de detonate launch, a little while. Detonate, uh, yeah. Um, no, and we can streamline we that a bit. Time the two. <laughs> yeah, a little bit of time. Um, no, but I think that's, a, it sounds like a solid plan. Um, obviously house of mouse is, is all behind it. You know, they're, they're trusting and you came back with a circuit board. Uh, you know, you did what you said and you're back and you're even with some information that can help their community and kind of take out both evils that are going on and even arrange for them to be in the same place at the same time, uh, which worked out. So, um, yeah, they love the idea. Uh, goofy, the rest of the troops, uh, they just say, well, we're going to, you know, prepare our arms and, and, you know, secure our border and just be ready in case there's any backlash from this. I, just in case something goes wrong. But other than that, please carry forth the plan. And and with that, you are able to, you know, go underground, make your way back to the, the control room, um, and and you're easily able to do that. You know, you've got the ghouls pretty much trapped up. I think Jerry uh, locked them in a closet or something along those likes uh, in the previous adventure. Um, you know, not to go the right way because of the. The radigator, the radiated crocodile alligator th creature or whatever, you, you learned of that. So you know you got to go on the other side. You do have to deal with that quicksand. Um, but for the sake of streamlining, we'll say it's much easier this time. Uh, there's some debris in there. Uh, I think you guys pushed a whole golf cart in there at one point to get across that, that was sinking. And you're, you're able to do kind of similar, pull out some of those carts that were jammed up in that 
that, that center hallway from where it once flooded and forced all that stuff into there. You jam some more out, toss them in, get through, get to the control room, and you're back to the control room. Uh, you're in here. Uh, it's, it's a bit stagnant. It's a bit, uh, 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 bit mildewy smell. Everything's covered in dust, just as you left it before. Um, but you do see uh, the spot where you can slide in the, uh, the circuit board. You can see the two uh, key launch jacks where you can to launch it when you're ready. And we can streamline if you want, uh, you know, getting in the circuit board, getting everything ready to launch. We can streamline to the next afternoon. We'll say you get it all up and running, get a little sleep with the team, a little midnight snack. Uh, everyone kind of settles in. It's a little hard to sleep with the anticipation of all this. But, yeah, streamline to the next afternoon. You're back down there. Uh, back back in the uh, control room, and it's about that time. The troops are all uh, around the border just kind of waiting to see this thing launch, and I think we're down to Sprocket's science check. So let's just do a, a general science check. It's going to be a difficulty of one. Um, so if there was ever a time to lose the last of any action points, anything that you might have, any negative twos, this would definitely be the time. Um, not to meta too much, but this is kind of the... Uh, climactic uh, process of, of the missile launch, you know? Yeah, I don't know how many negative twos we have, but probably like at least six. And we got three yeah, action points. Six. Sounds all right. So I think we got a whole of ten. So should we drop a couple of extra dice on this just to be careful? And then... Uh, yeah, take so four. you can use the last three action points. That'll give you two more dice. Cool. So that'll give me four. Um... If we put a couple of, well, we've got enough minus twos to put one minus two across the board. We have three yeah. of them right now. Three. Nice. Three minus um, twos. Might as well drop those in there as well then, Joey. Okay. Let's roll it. Oh, shit. Drum roll. Here we go. Nice. Oh, oh, oh and a complication. No. Oh, nice. Over off. Forces. When you have minus two on those. <laughs> um, well, oh, yeah. Two would take the complication off. And that's... But, uh, when you're dealing with nukes, I feel like... I feel like that's probably... <laughs> probably. Yeah. Like, if there's ever a time to not have a complication, yes, yeah. the one. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, can feel that. I don't think if there's any good complications we can get on there, that's not too horrific. <laughs> Yeah, no, I would, yeah, you can use the negative two, get rid of that complication, because otherwise, yeah, that might be a little bit sticky. Um, I have something in mind, but you did use the negative twos. I think that, you know, you're lucky that you yeah. have them. Thanks to chat for rewarding so many. Um, you know, you overkilled this with success. Um, you got rid of that complication. Um, and yeah, the rest of you, you see Sprocket kind of just working the controls, getting into the computer. You see things powering up. Uh, he rocks the two keys with... You know, two hands and another torch just kind of presses in the launch button. And uh, you see this, this this rumble sort of happen from the control room. You can see on the screen uh, the rocket sort of going through process. Um, and you just feel the rumble. Everyone outside, basically, you hear like a sort of cheering and a yelling coming from the cult community. Um, as you see all the, the guards on the edges of the walls kind of cheering and raising their weapons as this rocket uh, comes out from uh, the big sort of uh, Epcot uh, uh, golf ball looking circular thing that opens up and you see this rocket kind of raising up in the center and then set off as all this plumage of smoke and fire uh, blasts out from around this uh, this sort of what's what was once a ride. Um, but this rocket just tears off into the sky, um, starts heading off towards the east, um, 
couple minutes later, uh, you know, it disappears into the horizon. Uh, there's uh, some of the cheering and excitement from the community uh, kind of gets silent. You know, everyone was cheering and excited about this launch. Um, but after a couple minutes, it's like people, you know, kind of get quiet, catching their breath. They've been cheering for a couple minutes, and it just kind of hits this eerie moment of silence where the rocket disappears on the horizon. And then uh, you basically feel this, this this sort of rumble almost before you hear it. Um, and y- y- then comes the big sound of this explosion in the distance that almost seems to set off like a series of explosions off in the distance, almost as if like where this nuke hit, it erupts into the base, setting off other components, maybe things that we're dealing with clean wave, maybe the chemical itself, maybe some of the equipment and um, battle vehicles that are involved in this battle, whether Enclave or Brotherhood of Steel. Either way, um, you feel that rumble, followed by a series of huge explosions, and then you see the sky light up even beyond what the sun's lighting at the moment in the horizon, and then you see a huge uh, uh, mushroom cloud of smoke kind of come up with other little plumages of smoke coming out from the horizon and uh yeah a a sort of ongoing rumble takes place for a few minutes as the smoke just starts billowing up into the sky and then you and then all of a sudden you hear all the cheering again from the community and everyone in here um let me see if i can find a, a decent one here um i know we've got some in uh in sirenscape but everyone kind of gathers around and yeah you hear you hear all the troops and, and security kind of cheering and yelling like that as the community's coming together and, and just celebrating. Um, you hear a little bit of music start up as some of the, the community uh, survivalists uh, sit there kind of rocking some instruments and people start dancing. Like you can tell it's a bit of a so, so celebratory moment. Uh, the rocket was a success. And uh, yeah, you hear the explosions in the distance, but I'll let you three kind of take it from there and discuss things as you get surface side in the community. To witness all this well looks like uh, our concerns about the uh, blast radius were unfounded we're still here yeah uh, how's that for luck I am definitely not complaining how are you feeling Yasuke you're a little quiet there the task is not done. You mean we still got some brotherhood to take care of? That is what I must do. I have no purpose further. Well, perhaps we should be making sure that uh, we hit the target and uh, seeing how much, how many, you know, did we manage to wipe the the launch pad out? Did we manage to take the Enclave and the Brotherhood out? We should uh, see if we can uh, check this place out, see what the, the impact will be. Though that is not something that you necessarily must do. You have established freedom in sorts. The Raiders of the Kings will be Scattered, the Brotherhood shall be trying to recover. What little is left of them, perhaps. Did it look like there were many uh, left behind in Miami, or did it look like most of them come north? Uh, a majority went north, yeah. Uh, you know, when you were flying out, you could notice uh, 
you know, a handful of troops just kind of still at the border, uh, but with the Northside Kings uh, dispersing, they didn't need to leave much back at all. Well, who knows? Perhaps uh, uh, folks living um, outside of the brother, or outside of South Miami that uh, the Brotherhood had so uh, segregated off might be able to take a little control and uh, seize their own destiny a little bit more now. Can but hope. Yeah, what would, uh, uh, for the sake of, you know, uh, epic storylines, right, for the characters, like you have accomplished this bomb thing, it sounds like, you know, you kind of want to go check out the site, make sure that it was a success, took out the the launch pad and, and clean wave enclave Brotherhood of Steel, but it also sounds like there's concerns of you know, the brotherhood that were left in Miami and seeing that, like, the rest of the community was able to get back control over Miami, maybe some segregated outsiders saw a, a, an oppor a moment of opportunity for that, right? Sounds like Yasuke might want to check on that. It sounds like... Um, so it sounds like there's a couple things. You know, you, you might want to check on the the site of destruction, right? You might want to check on Miami. Uh, Yasuke is suggesting, you know, maybe it's something he'll worry about and you two... Uh, you know, can can enjoy the community and, uh, you know, bringing the freedom up here uh, to Central Florida. But it sounds like you have some options. What do you think you three would do? How would you guys handle this? Hmm. Uh, I might introduce the community the uh, of uh, ghouls and super mutants to the vault that we liberated. Uh to either get them trading with each other or even give the community, you know, like a larger number of people potentially to be able to defend themselves. Hell yeah. What else? What is everybody else thinking? What would Yasuke do? It sounds like, uh, you know, since he kind of uh, broke code, but then, uh, you know, saw forth... Uh, this plan of freedom that now is seems to have a success. What would he want to do? Would he want to check on the launch pad, making sure that that was a success? Would he want to make sure that Miami was resecured, or would he kind of wander off now that this has kind of been finished? What would it, what would Yasuke be thinking? Uh, since Yasuke has accomplished the task as a Ronin and not as a samurai, um, his honor is officially broken and irredeemable. At some point during any activity. Yasuke would leave the party kind of like in the night away from the celebration um, taking with him only his blade and um, his armor leaves behind all his caps and everything else um, but does leave behind a symbol carved on like wherever he was of that rail, rail sign that um, eight point thing with the symbol of ally in the middle and will adorn himself in clothes that only show the form of, like, fully black gear, black um, fabric with a mark of a the rail sign. Going around any time the Brotherhood shows up, Enclave, or raiders that are doing ill intention and slaughters indiscriminately, like, has gone full Ronin, and anyone who does bad is hunted and destroyed. Nice. And always leaves the leader with their head on a pike. 
<laughs> Do you think he would uh, want to pursue checking in on Miami like you suggested before, or would he leave from the House of Mouse just to wander Florida in general, or would he check up on any of these past things? What do you think? Yasuke has no ties anymore. The act of a Ronin means he can't go to anywhere that's familiar because he's not allowed to. So he wouldn't check up on it unless the the rail sign Ronin is called, surrendering his identity as Yasuke and becoming nothing but this symbol. Nice. What do you think, uh, aside from trying to connect the vault to House of Mouse, which I love the idea, you know, Jerry thinking of that, are there any other things, what do you think uh, Jerry and Sprocket would do because uh, I already have an idea in mind. I'm taking all these sort of thoughts of your characters and stuff to put together this sort of description of how I feel this kind of would play out for an ending. But what do you think uh, Sprocket would do? Uh, you know, one, what do you think Sprocket would do in general, right? Just like how Jerry said he kind of would want to connect House of Mouse to that vault you guys helped. And maybe they could have like a little dual community connection there. Is there any other type of thing that, that you can think of? Uh, and then also, where do you think you would end up? It sounds like, you know, Jerry and Sprocket are still friendly in a team. Yasuke would disappear in the middle of the night. But, yeah, tell me a little bit about Sprocket's thoughts here. I think, in a sense, Sprocket's... I don't want to say so much at a loose end, as he's kind of free to go anywhere and do anything. Probably doesn't have a huge amount of direction. His one thing was that last instruction he was given, and that was resolved with the discovering his owner's death oh, yeah. way early on. So with everything that they've been focusing on, he's kind of just um, now left to uh, live a life in the wasteland. So we did get some extra parts, so he might be able to get that old car running, possibly get it on the road. So, And uh, obviously, if Yasuke just wandered off, um, he's enjoyed his time uh, exploring and getting to know the wasteland with Jerry. Definitely uh, happy to have made a good friend there. Had a good laugh. And uh, feels like he's done some pretty good things. Uh, consistent with his programmed idea of uh, generally good over bad. And I was thinking possibly if they could get that running, maybe, if, depending on how Jerry feels on the idea, maybe they start making a, a slow and steady journey north. Because, uh, I know, Jerry wants to seek out Nuka World eventually. The pair yeah. can sort of set off into the sunset and see what happens on the way. Absolutely. Yeah, I love I love that idea. Um, so how I, how I would picture it, I love this. Uh, I think you know the missile would be a success as we described. I think there'd be some celebrating that night. Uh, maybe you'd pick up a little bit on Yasuke being a little bit not himself. Uh, you know, ever since uh, even from from prior to that, you know, when he uh, kind of took on this Ronin sort of mission, right? Um, and you can tell it's a little off, but he's still with it. But now that the the mission is completed, uh, you celebrate, you get some sleep. Only to wake up to see, you know, you discussed, hey, when we wake up, let's let's check, let's trek over to the launch pad and just get a, some visuals on this. Make sure it, it all worked out. Just see what's up and then maybe head south. Jerry suggests maybe we can stop by the vault, let them know what we've been able to do and that we can introduce them to House of Mouse and vice versa. But when you wake up in the morning to go check on the launch pad, that's when you notice Yasuke is gone. Um, it was in the middle of that first night. He didn't waste any fucking time. Uh, like you said, what's left are some caps, you know, some symbolism. Uh, that's about it. That is a, absolutely about it. And, uh, you know, you, you get it. You get a definite feeling um, that he has evolved into a new sort of state of being. Um, 
but uh you know, there's nothing you can do about that. So you carry on. You make your way over, uh, you know, parting ways with House and Mouse. Um, they're obviously grateful. You always have a home here, they say. Um, but you make your way over to the launch pad just to see absolute destruction. Uh, that whole uh, coast side of Florida is leveled um, almost into a crater. But there's multiples from a series of explosions that have trailed off from this. Um, but the one major crater um, seems to be uh, almost spider-webbed with black, and it reminds you of that sort of scorched, clean-wave central Florida Earth that you saw prior, uh, many sessions ago. Um, it looks like when this bomb went off, it, it just blasted that out in the area, um, and everything is scorched. You can see some remnants of vertebrates and, you know, vehicles and, uh, you know, the occasional power armor section or such, but everything is just devastated. Um, it worked. It worked. Everything is destroyed out here, and the blast goes beyond that camp. Uh, so it, it almost reaches into some of that wasteland that you had to travel half a day just to get to Disney. Um, so it took out everything. Um, but then aside from that, you make your way south. Um, you know, takes you a bit of time because you had to travel there, then traveling south, you know, takes you a couple days. Um, but you make your way down uh, dealing with some encounters here and there, you know, just typical wasteland traveling, but you make your way to the vault, you're able to get some rest, reconnect with that little community of, of ghouls and little Billy and kind of let them know what's happening. They're excited at any time, you know, you have a home welcome here and oh, there's another community at Disney and let them know uh, if they travel down here, they have a vault to stay at and, you know, vice versa, the House of Mouse welcomes them into their community. And now there is a connection there between the vault and Disney World. There's this sort of house of mouse vault community combination maybe maybe a, a name will come for for that community in the future uh, as some of this lore trails over into future gameplay but for now yeah they've they've partnered up and you were able to spend some time there um and then kind of venture out uh, sprocket mentions hey why don't we uh, go check on the vehicle and and you know reminds of the part sort of situation and as you make your way over to the shop uh a couple things you run into some wastelanders and some some travelers uh, from Miami, uh, and they they go on to tell you uh, what happened in Miami when Brotherhood of Steel left, and how there was a big battle of freedom, and Brotherhood was basically maintaining their little homestead, abandoned air base uh, thing that where they started in in South Miami, but they were reduced to such numbers uh, that Miami was able to kind of liberate itself with the segregated community in South Miami to the north. Um, and it's, 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 it's back established and they were excited to learn like, oh my God, and you're the ones that helped that happen. And they, they go on to talk about this, this lore that's been going around in the past couple weeks of, you know, this ghoul super mutant samurai and bot that helped free Miami and pin brotherhood on enclave and took them out with a missile and like words already traveling that fast. But then aside from that, uh, the other sort of lore that comes about is there's been this mysterious sort of Ronin super mutant traveling South Florida, um, and, and apparently he's killed off uh, the last of Brotherhood of Steel that tried to travel in to help the remaining in South Miami. Um, and he's kind of been a one-man force, well, a one-mutant force, uh, uh, keeping uh, future uh, resupplies of Brotherhood of Steel and things like that from coming back into Miami. Now, that's not to say that when Brotherhood of Steel, you know, Elder, the Elder of uh, Paladin Horatio Reyes, uh, comes in with all forces, it, you know, it might be a different story. But for now, at least for the past couple weeks uh, since this has gone down, uh, it seems like you're hearing rumors of this sort of Ronin super mutant traveling around the Miami areas, South Florida areas, and just kind of taking out uh, remnants of people that would want to 
kind of control others or, or bring in that sort of mentality again. Um, so that was kind of nice of you to hear because, uh, you know, Yasuke disappeared in the middle of the night and now both of you can kind of assume he's out there wandering the wastelands kind of as this secret superhero, super mutant sort of thing. Um, but aside from that, yeah, you get back to Sprocket's shop after running into some of these wastelanders and people from Miami. Um, you're able to get the car going. Uh, you get the parts that you need. You were able to get back to that, that shop where you found the circuit board and met up with the wastelanders to head north to, tra- to escort them. And you get back to the shop to kind of dig through parts now for the vehicle and get back to that original plan that kind of got you all started. Um, and you found the parts. You get back to the vehicle, and it doesn't take Sprocket long at all. Uh, he gets the car fixed up instantly. Um, just takes a little bit of tender love and care to to kind of get it polished up and ready to to actually be functional. Um, the last little piece of of missing item that that you don't have is fuel. You don't have old school fuel for this vehicle, but uh, you know it pops in your in your mind like a paladin Horatio Reyes was going to hook us up with one of three things, you know, weapons, armor, or fuel. Um, maybe some of that shit's still in Miami. And I would assume that the team would be smart enough to kind of think of that and maybe dig through Miami, maybe find some fuel, whether they find some in North Miami from old Northside King's Richter's stash or uh, some Brotherhood of Steel stash that maybe they find some reserves in that base. But I'd like to to say that the team does find fuel and get back to the vehicle. Um, and now maybe another week has passed, you know, through all of this, you know, beyond the, the week and a half or so that prior to that. But now, you know, a full, almost a full month has now passed where you're back in, you have the vehicle, it's running, it's fueled, you know, rumors of Yasuke traveling as some protecting Ronin of Florida or something possibly. And uh, the car starts up as you get out onto the main road and start heading north. And uh, let's end the campaign right there with uh, you driving off into the horizon. Unless there's any other fun tidbits of things you want to add to that, I'm I'm down with that. But I think... uh, that covers the the majority of the big plans. Does that sound good with everyone? Yeah. Kind of wondering yeah. if it's a is it a car or is it a pickup truck or something like that? Because if it's a pickup, we're good. Sprocket can hop in the back. Jerry <laughs> can drive. <laughs> if it's a car, we might have to take a seat out. Yeah. Um, Otherwise, he's going to have a hard time fitting in there. Yeah. Why don't we roll for that? Because I like both ideas. I could see Sprocket in the back of a truck. I could also see you ripping out and customizing a, a you know half. The passenger seat is not there. It's just this big open space where a bot can fit, you know? Um, let's do some ki- kind of roll for that. Out <laughs> yeah, since this isn't, you know, this shouldn't be a difficulty situation because it can go either or. Why don't you tell me uh, which is even, which is odd, and then roll, a, you know, a D20 and see what it lands on. Um, let's go for evens is the pickup truck, shall we? Okay, if it's even, it's a pickup truck. So, uh, Sprocket, roll that d20, and let's see. Here we go. It's odd. Odd, all right. So, it's a it's a vehicle, and you have to rip out the, the seat and kind of make, customize the, the passenger seat so you can fit. Um, aside from that, just for fun, uh, what kind of car is it? Let's describe the look and stuff just for fun. Anybody? Hmm. El Camino. Ooh, I, I like that. Uh, I like Raven in chat. A familiar Raven says, make it a convertible. That helps with Sprocket being able to fit, too. I'm open for whatever. What do you guys want it to be? How do you want it to look? I kind of like the idea that he kind of just drops himself down into where the seat was and then just 
winds down the window and then sticks an eye stalk out like a dog. <laughs> I like that too. I like that a lot. It's just sticking out the window. It's a gremlin. Cold Spider says no. Uh, no, I love it. I love it. Let's go with that. Uh, you know, you rip out the the uh, the seat and you're able to kind of drop in, put down the window with one of the eyes kind of stocks kind of poking out as Jerry drives off into the distance. Um, and yeah, you ride off into the distance as there's uh, stories and rumors of this sort of Ronin super mutant protecting the wastelands of Florida. Awesome. Let's end the campaign right there. Let's put a cap on it uh, right there at session nine. Awesome. All right. Thanks so much for being part of the campaign. Uh, it was great creating the stories. And, and Jay, especially uh, jumping in, I know you you came in as a new player kind of in the middle of everything, and we restarted a session zero and relaunched all the Florida stuff, and, and you, you jumped right in, and, and it was awesome to have Yasuke as part of it. I thought it was such a great character and such good nice. role play. Um, and I love how you leaned into it too, even when it was some decisions that maybe weren't a- as... as uh, I don't know, positive or, or good for the team or whatever, like, oh, it would make more sense. Let's do this. This is better. But uh, it makes more sense that Yasuke would do this because of these reasons. And I love that you do that, that you lean into the role play. It was a lot of fun. It was, it was awesome. delightful. Like, to be, I like the idea that Yasuke was ultimately being like, look, I hear what you guys are saying, but like, from the first decision, we don't rob from the dead. They were like, oh, but like, there's gear yeah. right there. <laughs> yeah. Right there. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, I forgot about that aspect of it too. It was so good. Um, and then I like it ending with him kind of, you know, going the Ronin route because of breaking his code and kind of just leaning into that, you know, being a Ronin, not revisiting, but rumors of the super mutant, you know, in the areas around Miami and South Florida, just kind of protecting the area for potential Brotherhood of Steeler Enclave coming back. Any raiders trying to resegregate or gain control. I love that. I love the idea of these like rumors and stuff. And then Jerry and Sprocket through connecting the the cult to the vault and getting the car going and dealing with all that for a couple weeks. And then along the way, running into people from Miami talking about these rumors of this like super Ronin, super mutant protecting it. I, I think that would be really nice, you know, like at Jerry and Sprocket as in character. I think that would be nice to like, you know, you don't know whatever happened to Yasuke. And then weeks later, you hear these rumors of this happening. And be like, Oh shit, that's really cool. Like, I don't know. I like that. Well, there's some awesome. Yeah, exactly. I, I would watch the crap out of that show. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like, like the incredible Hulk, but with a super mutant going from town to town. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, no, I love it. Um, awesome. Well, thanks so much chat for being part of it. Um, all those negative twos and stuff helping along the way. I mean, it absolutely, uh, you know, saved the day. It got us out of that complication too, which could have been a bit sticky with the missile launch. Um, so again, thanks so much chat for being part of the story. I really love that shit. Um, not just the negative twos and, and redeeming points, but even just contributing ideas and just, you know, being present during the show and stuff. It makes it so much more fun. Like we, we love playing this, um, but it's so much more fun when, when, you know, you guys are tuning in and you're part of the story and, you know, they're in chat and stuff. It's so cool. So thank you guys so much. Um, and again, thanks to my players for being part of the story, contributing, contributing and making it what it is. Um, and yeah, this is the last one of Team Wasteland, but that's not to say it's going to be the end of Fallout 2D20 or some of the players and things in the future. We'll see what happens. But um, yeah, we'll end it there. Thanks so much. See you soon. Cybernation on